All right, welcome. Uh, so yeah, I'm here with Chris. Chris, tell us uh, who you are and what your business is. Thank you very much, Ian. Uh, well, my name is Chris Gilbert. I'm the co-founder and uh, one of the managing directors of Equitize, uh, which is an equity crowdfunding platform uh, founded by myself and Johnny Wilkinson, who's currently in New Zealand, okay. um, to improve the access of uh, funding for startup companies and small businesses in both Australia and New Zealand. Okay, and uh, so there's been a bit of discussion about the regulatory environment. So, what what are the problems at the moment with trying to do equity crowdfunding in Australia? Uh, the problems at the moment are pretty extensive, although the uh, the government's currently sorting them out. So, um, we caught up with Bruce Bilson uh, the other day uh, with Treasury and also ASIC and a few other intermediaries um, to discuss the current landscape. Are they, are they listening? They're listening, yeah. They're okay. listening, which is good. So we submitted... Sorry, they got a hotline to Chris Gilbert. It's like, hey, Chris, we're, we need you. I, I did put my hand up to be an advisor to right. the government, but they, they didn't really accept that, that offer. Okay. Uh, they did accept a, a paper from me explaining the, the current issues, though, uh, of which um, there's the mum and dad retail investor issue. Uh, so for a long time now, the government's been protecting mum and dad investors to not allow them to openly invest in private company opportunities. Which I know you're you're aware of. Uh, there's also the um, ASIC guidelines on advertising private company placements. Um, that's to protect mum and dad investors so they can't put money into private deals. Uh, then you've also got the 50 non-employee shareholder cap on private companies uh, before they go to a public unlisted company. Uh, once you're a public unlisted company, you've got extra compliance and listing and legal and audit costs, which essentially kill private companies. So. It's not a fair and reasonable environment at the moment for private companies and, trying and to raise capital. And, yeah, no, I don't think it is at all. And you know, the, the the thing that always strikes me is that the government doesn't seem to care about protecting mum and dad investors from, you know, the western suburbs of Australia from gambling their money away. So you, exactly. know, you can run down the, to the casino and slap ten thousand bucks in black yeah. on the roulette table and lose it. No regulations, but oh my god, if you want to put that ten thousand dollars into a private company. Uh, uh, where you get a shareholder certificate as well, you know. It's, um, I think the the argument of gambling is you you know the odds, you know that you the odds are against you, but you know most people know that startups are risky as well. So this is the uh, the the approach the New Zealand government has taken, and the Financial Markets Authority, which is ASIC in New Zealand, where we are a licensed crowdfunding provider now. Um, they've taken the approach to allow people to understand the risks um, through warning statements and disclosure statements. Uh, and if you understand the risks, then you should be allowed to make investments in private companies, which is what the Australian government should be doing. And it looks as though that's the path they're going to be taking following the New Zealand approach. Right. Fingers crossed. So, but at the moment, if I was, re- you know, I, I'm a private company, I'm trying to raise some funds. I mean, there is this 20 investors, sophisticated. I mean, can you just talk us through how it currently looks? Yeah, so if you're trying to raise money being a private company in the moment, you can only accept 20 retail investors over a 12-month period uh, in your raising, yeah. but then you can approach another 20 retail investors in the next 12-month period. Um, however, you can only approach retail investors if you know them personally. You can't actually actively market that deal. Um, so it's essentially you know, rattling the tin, as all these, uh, these private companies do, to friends and family and getting one grand from and, and the where does this, this sophisticated investor uh, come in? Sophisticated investors can essentially invest in whatever they want without any additional disclosures. Um, 
that they can be advertised to if uh, the person of the person making the offer has a white license or an ad for self, uh, which is a 708 offering. Um, although the definition of a sophisticated investor uh, is flawed as well, um, 250k a year uh, for two years, sign off Income. by. Yeah. Is it not an asset test as well? And then there's an asset test of $2.5 million, but it just doesn't make sense because basically what they're saying is if you've got a lot of money, you know how to invest and make you sophisticated, but you could be a rugby player who's right. got an IQ of 50 and doesn't know how to invest, but he's earning $2 million a year. So um, obviously it doesn't make sense. Um, being an auditor and being on 60 grand a year, you're probably far more intelligent and make much better investment decisions than... Than, than that rugby player, so uh, nothing against rugby players, by the way. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so, and, and how is, so your business, Equitize, tell us a bit about that and how you're trying to solve this problem and yep. become a, the next billion dollar business in Australia. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, so Johnny, my business partner and I quit our jobs last year. Um, Johnny was at Citigroup, um, I was at a tech startup in Surrey Hills, uh, Deloitte Corporate Finance before that. We saw an opportunity uh, with the changes in legislation in, uh, in New Zealand, um, with the FMA releasing equity crowdfunding specific regulation and licensing. Uh, being the competitive uh, nature between the two countries, Australia and New Zealand, we took the gamble and risk and said, look, the Australian government has to copy them. They have yeah. to do some either what they've done or do it better. Um, so we quit our jobs, joined a, a fintech accelerator program, uh, Australasian Wealth Investments, AWR Limited. Um, which is a listed investment fund, and they gave us 100 grand to build up build our platform. Yeah, yeah pretty good accelerator, um, it seems. Very good accelerator, um, headed up by Toby Heap, and we yeah. had some great special mentors coming in on Thursday nights, uh, one of which is yours truly, Ian Gardner. Ah, thank you. <laughs> I have to give you a bit of a plug there. Yeah, yeah where's my $50 note? Here you go. Um, so... Yeah, we, we got funding from them and uh, since have raised uh, some more money from a VC which is about to close. Unfortunately, I can't disclose who it is, um, but they've just uh, put some money into us as well. Which so, is and what's the, what's the business model? Our business model for us at the moment is um, operating in New Zealand and Australia. Uh, we take a 7.5% fee on successful capital raised. 7.5% um, seems like a big chunk of money of, uh, of post-raised capital, but uh, looking at uh, private company raises, once you've got lawyers involved and... Um, so this yeah. is a cash fee, not uh, equity, is that right? Cash fee at the moment, yeah. Are you thinking about equity? We are, and uh, in New Zealand we can take equity. Uh, we have to disclose it and uh, we have to basically get permission from the, from the regulator to do it. Right. Uh, although speaking to Bruce Bilson and Malcolm Turnbull, it doesn't look like they're going to allow us to do that in Australia. In fact, they're trying to tell us what our fixed fee should be as a platform, right, which uh, I yeah, thought was... Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's, it's really good when government tells small business how to operate. Yeah, exactly. They know much better. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> monopolistic competition, um, you know, the, the beauty of it is people can choose their fees and uh, consumers can decide which, which company is offering the best service for the fee they're providing. Yeah. So um, I, I don't think that will get through. Handed that one home. <laughs> and what, so, just quickly, what about the opposition? So, I mean, there's been all sorts of trauma going on in the in the government. So, whether or not the Liberals can get back in is, I don't know. They probably will, but it's a bit of a moot point. So, the Labour Party, what are they thinking? Uh, the in the House of Reps, um, Ed Husick the other day, or I think it was the end of last year, um, 
was We're actually... in his office, by the way, so if you're listening, Ed, I know where you are. <laughs> should go off and say hello. Yeah. Um, Johnny was actually down in Canberra, my business partner, end of last year, and had a meeting with Ed, and uh, Ed was waving the flag for equity crowdfunding in the House of Reps. Yeah. Um, and I can flick you the, the YouTube clip of it, and it's actually he's doing a very good job. So I think even if um, there is a change of government, uh, this will go through. Labor started the process um, 18 months ago for the CAMAC white paper. Yeah. Um, so everyone's keen to see the problem solved. Have you read that, by the way? I have. It was it was a load of shit. Right. <laughs> but it was uh, two hundred. No, it's more than that. How many pages was it? There was. It was a lot of pages. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, sorry, that, 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 was, that, was, that was a bit rude. The Camac guys did a really good job. Sorry, I'll um, although some of the some of the I guess points of view in the Camac paper were were very questionable. Right. Um, but they did a good job. So I mean, why, why now? You know, maybe this is the last question, but you know, why, uh, why did you start Equitize, and why are you so excited about the, the next two to five years? I personally started Equitize because I love technology, I love startups, and there was a huge problem through working into white and corporate finance of businesses not being able to access capital. Even great high-growth small companies being crippled by huge fees from advisors, and the only other option is debt, which is crippling for businesses. Um, so yeah, I it doesn't started, work if you don't own a house. No. So I, the reason I started Equitize was to really try and help small business and startups, but also looking at the landscape in Australia, there's been about three or four hundred million dollars worth of technology funds created or being created in the last 12 to 18 months. Um, I think technology and startup growth in Australia is going to be huge, and these businesses need follow-on funding. Um, it's a huge opportunity for equity crowdfunding if they can get the model right. Yeah. So we're, we're at the hands of government at the moment to see what happens with legislation and I'm just really hoping that can make some uh, intelligent decisions with what yeah. legislation needs to be so we can operate commercially yeah. and help the local environment. Yeah. Well, I think that's what we all want. So, uh, yeah, look, good luck, Chris, and uh, thanks for joining this amazing show. Well, hopefully it's amazing. Thank you very much, Thank you for having me. Cheers.